0: The following is a special presentation from Pastor Joanne Ramsey and Speak the Word Ministries. We trust God's Word will bless you as you listen to this message. Here's Pastor Joe. We are entering into a new year, 2020, and I believe that it will be safe to say that most of us are praying that we will get answers to the prayers that we prayed last year, as well as the prayers that we're gonna pray this year. So this morning, I want to talk to you about prayer and get in your prayers answered. Saints, our enemy believes to be, he believes himself to be invincible. Yet, when you and I discover the secrets of prayer and appropriate the power of prayer, we will move against the enemies of God and against our enemies with an assurance and effectiveness that we have never known. And keep in mind that our enemies are God's enemies too. And yes, God does hear you in answer to the title of my message this morning. God, are you listening? Yes, God hears you. In 1 John 5, 14, it says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. My point in this, is, my point is this, prayer has no equal, and it will never have, never will have. And the power of prayer never changes It stands when everything else fails. Everything else can fall apart, but prayer never fails. God says He hears us always, and He always answers. And His Word tells us to ask Him. In Philippians 4, 6, in the New Living Bible, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. We don't ever want to forget to thank God and be in in thanksgiving all the time for what He's already done. And not just continue to be asking and asking, but give Him some thanksgiving for what He's doing and what He's already done. Sometimes we forget how blessed we already are. So we need to keep that in mind. As a matter of fact, He tells us that. He says, and then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Saints, there are many reasons why you don't always get answers to your prayers. However, this morning, I only have time to touch on a few of those reasons. But one of the reasons is because most believers don't pray in line with the Word of God. I I really feel like that's one of the biggest hindrance to our prayers is that we're not praying in line with God's Word. We're just praying, just throwing anything out there and not using His Word. I think there are so many people who need prayer, but they don't read the Bible and they don't know the Word. Therefore, they can't pray the Word of God. There are also those that do read the Bible, but don't realize they need to back up their prayer request with God's Word. So even though you read the Bible and and are familiar with the Word of God, people don't always recognize that, when you're praying to the Lord, you need to be using his word because that's the only thing he's going to honor. Yes. If he will honor his word. He will back his, his word up. I know recently I was praying for this person that was, um, was, uh, given so much into the ministry, you know, and uh, they are also asking for a lot of prayers. And, um, so we continue to pray and, um, And 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 so uh, this is not in my message, but the Lord wanted me to give it to you as an example. But I know that they were. We get a lot of. We have a lot of donors, and we can always use more. (laughs) So in order to continue on, we do need more uh, donors and uh, givers. But this particular person has been uh, extremely generous in her donations, and uh, and she had some big prayer requests too. But I mean, some of them were full pages. And we'd pray over them. Uh, and so one of, I prayed over each, each request individually. But then I'd also pray and I'd say, Lord, I just thank you that you said that those that bless me, will, that you will bless those that bless me and that you'll curse those that curse me. And this lady has been such a big blessing, not only to me personally, but to the ministry. So I know that you'll back up your word. You said you will bow, you honor your word, you'll back your word up. So I'm asking you to bless them. And every time, their prayers were answered. Every time, and they're still blessing them, blessing them, and blessing their socks off. You know, people have been healed. People have been delivered. And so it's awesome to know that God does. I mean, I prayed other prayers, but that was one of the prayers that just to give you an example as a pray that God will back up his, uh, he will honor his word. It's impossible to pray the prayer of faith when you don't know what God's will is. You have to know what the will of God is in order to get your prayers through. The faith to believe what God says comes from the Word of God is the only place that you can get it. You cannot get it by piggybacking off of someone else's faith. Are you hearing me? Right. So many Christians are eating off other people's plates and piggybacking you know, off of someone else's faith, and you can't live that way. I mean, it's, it's a temporary fix. That's what I call sticking a Band-Aid on it. You know, but sooner or later, you got to take the Band-Aid off. You know, so you can't, you can't do that. You have to get into the Word for yourself. And so many people are not getting into Word to themselves. They've got to get into the Word. That's where the power is. That's where your answer is. Jesus is our answer to everything. Second, the Lord says in Hebrews 4, 16, he said, come to him with boldness. Saints, a lot of times people pray, but they are not really praying, they're begging. You don't have to beg God. It's already ours. It belongs to us. The word tells us that it already belongs to us. He says, let us step boldly to the throne of grace where we can find mercy and grace to help when we need it the most. Notice that Philippians 4 says, with thanksgiving. With Thanksgiving, continue to make your wants wants known to God. It's a prayer of petition. That's what Philippians four six. It's a prayer of petition. Notice also, he didn't say your needs, but the word says your wants. You know, I think that's really uh, I think that's really a powerful verse, you know, saints, because he says make our wants known to Him, and I capitalize wants because I find that really interesting for so many people think that God will only meet their needs and some aren't even sure that he'll meet their needs. But he will. He says he will. So let's talk just a little bit about what the Lord means by a petition. And some of this you might want to take notes with or you may not. (coughs) Just depends on how anxious you are (laughs) to hear. And you don't have to Do it exactly the way I say do it, you know, you come up with your, you know, you pray and come up with your own way. I'm just using this as a suggestion, you know, that this is what I did, some of the things I did. A petition can be done orally, meaning to speak it out, or it can be written. As a matter of fact, I find that most legal petitions, most legal petitions I've found are in written form. Personally, I have made requests known to God both ways. I ask God for things all the time without writing them down. And I have written my prayers out in the form of a petition to and then ask Him. This way, I have a copy of exactly what I ask for God ask, to God. ask God for. For the Lord says in Philippians 4 that we should be definite with our request, right? And see, that's another hindrance to most people's prayers is that they are not definite. They do not, they're not definite with their wants and their requests to God. You just can't say, Lord, bless me. And I think I mentioned that somewhere down here. You have to be definite with your prayers. Be specific. And by writing it out, I said I can refer back to it every day, sometimes twice a day, uh, depending on what it is and, of course, the urgency. You know, some prayers, there's there's more urgency to some prayers than others. So you might want to refer back to it. You might want to touch on that prayer several times during the day. His word also teaches us in Habakkuk 2 chapter, uh, verse 3 that we should wrap the vision and engrave it so plainly upon tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. I remember once when I wrote a prayer petition concerning my property taxes. Some of you in here this morning may not have any concerns over your property taxes, but you could have a concern over a mortgage payment or a car payment. Or whatever pavement. Most of us got some kind of pavement. And, and sometimes they sneak in on us when we least expect it. I had received a notice from the county about my property taxes and the amount was pretty steep. Or at least they were steep for me because at that time I was a widow living on a fixed income. So they, they were really steep. So I prayed over them. And that's another thing. We want to pray. We want to pray over everything. And then I sat down and I began to write a prayer petition using scriptures to back up my request. Did you hear me? Yeah. What I said, I use scripture to back up my prayer request. And here's what I wrote. Being known this day, I gave the date, the month and the year <laughs> at 7.20 a.m. And that truly is the time I did this. I didn't give the year I did this, but it was probably back in 95. But it was at 7 a.m. in the morning. I said, I receive a heavenly grant in the mount of, and I gave them mount. You put your mount in there. And I also wrote any extra, any extra that you want to give me. I don't ever want to limit God, and I'm sure you don't either. So if God wants to give me and you extra, that would be great. As a matter of fact, I find from my past experiences that God always gives us more than we ask for. He always, it's always far above and always more than enough. Always, always. For he is a far above God. Isn't that what his word teaches us in Ephesians 3:20? 20 scenes? It says in the voice translation, now to the God who can do so many awe-inspiring things, immeasurable things, things greater than we could ever ask for or imagine through the power of work in us. Hallelujah. So I prayed, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before your throne boldly. And present your word according to John 16, 23, an amplified version. Jesus said, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you that my Father will grant you whatever, whatever you ask in my name. Jesus says in Mark 11:24, 24, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust, and be confident that it's granted to you. He says, and you'll get it. Are you hearing me? Let me say this, saints. You need to know that it is the will of God that you prosper or you won't have any confidence in your prayer request or your petition. You must have confidence. You have to know deep, 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 deep down in your heart that he wants you to prosper. Or you also have to know deep, deep down in your heart that he wants you to be healthy and well. All of this. If you don't, then you're never going to have any confidence that God will fulfill your petition or answer your prayers. Are you hearing me? Hebrews 10.35 tells us not to throw away our confident trust in the Lord. He says, remember the great rewards that it brings you. So I continued to put God in remembrance of his word. And I said, Lord, your word sticks in Luke 6.38. Given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Hallelujah. You know, I blessed a person I, I bless people every week. <laughs> I'm gonna start, don't change my name to Joanne Bless it. Uh, <laughs> <Amen. laughs> but um, this person it was it was not um, Life a matter of death, it wasn't a painful bill, it wasn't anything, but they were speaking to me, and all of a sudden, the Lord said, Joe, you were to take care of that. I said, Lord, you know, that's (laughs) $2,000. And I I told my husband, I said to this, about this person, I said, you know, I was talking to so-and-so today, and they were doing this and that, and the Lord thought I I should help them. And he said, I think you should, too. (laughs) But, you know, just last week, I got a check in the mail for 2500 Thank you, Lord. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it, if people could grasp some of these things, you know, and then I got several other than that, but I got one just for that amount, just several others, you know. And, and so God gives it back to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, you know. I was a farm girl from a small farm down, uh, farm down in North Carolina, and I, I remember that... We worked on the farm every day. I mean, we didn't sit around and play with our phones and our laptops. <laughs> we, we picked beans or potatoes or cotton or whatever had to be picked, you know, up at four in the morning too. I mean, you know, with no sleeping in. But I, I remember uh, when we used to go pick the beans, you know, we had different sized baskets. We have like the round, kind of round bas- bushel baskets for some things and the cucumbers and potatoes. But then we had the tall... It was slim at the bottom and got bigger at the top for beans, green beans. And after a while, you wouldn't ever want to see another green bean, you know? But I can remember, uh, I guess it's been three or four years ago, uh, the Lord brought this back to my remembrance when I was praying one morning and he was trying to, he was demonstrating to me how he wanted to bless me. Uh, he, He brought this back to my remembrance. And God will do that to you. He speaks to you in a term that you can understand. I remember picking those beans, and my dad, I I was feeling so good because I knew as soon as I filled my basket, I could quit. (laughs) So many baskets. And my dad would come along, and he would take that basket, and he would shake it down. And that thing, when he got through shaking, would only be half full. So that meant I had to keep on picking beans, you know, until I could fill the the basket up, you know. And and the Lord was telling me to that, you know. He said, you know, just, you know, like my dad, you know, he would shake the beans down and make room for some more beans. He said, that's the way I'm going to do you, Joe. He says, I'm going to bless you, good measure, pressed down and running over, and I'm going to pour into you. And God knows he does all the time with the people he brings across our paths, with the, just uh, everything that he does in the ministry and in our personal lives, that he gives it to us, good measure, pressed down and shaken together. And the Lord will use, like I said, these are samples to you to get a point across to you. And I feel like this morning that it's mo- it's more than a tenfold return. As a matter of fact, I said I put therefore in accordance to your word, I tithe and I give offerings in order to set this spiritual law because it's a spiritual law. Everything about God, we have natural laws and we have spiritual laws. And tithe and, and, and loving God, all these things are spiritual laws. And so I do this and that's and, and to get it to work on my behalf, to get God's spiritual laws to work on my behalf. And then I said, and I believe I receive a tenfold return. This was long before he told me about the good measure pressed down in the basket too. <laughs> and so I said, so I said according to Matthew 18:18, 18, 18, I bind Satan And all his demonic forces, and I render them helpless and unable to operate against me. In the name of Jesus, they will not hinder my request. And I continued on with my grant using some scriptures. And your word says in Philippians 4, 19, that you will literally supply my every need according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, you are my source. Thank you, God, for my grant. And then I signed my name to it. Saints, basically... What I was doing and what we're doing, and we're putting God in remembrance of His Word. That's what He teaches us to do in Isaiah 43, 26. He said, put me in remembrance of my Word that I may plead your case with you. So we have to put Him, that's what you're doing when you pray your prayers and you're backing it up with Scriptures. You're putting Him in remembrance of, of His Word so He can bless you. So he, will back, he honors that Word. He honored. He is His Word. They're the same. And He will back it up. Are you hearing me? I think the important thing here concerning a prayer petition is that it gives you the opportunity to be more specific with your prayer request. And it helps you to, to decide in advance what it is you want from God. So many people just throw, like I said before, just throw anything out there. And and, and I'm sure that most pastors, these pastors in here, that, that experienced the same thing I have. I've had many people come up to be prayed for. And you ask that person, what would you like prayer for? And they'll say something like, just pray that God will bless me. You know, well, God has already blessed you, saints. In other words, you don't really know what you want. You really don't. You haven't given it any thought. haven't even thought about it. You just feel like i will come up, lay hands on you, soak you down with oil, let you slide out the door, and everything's going to be okay. It doesn't work that way. I don't think we got enough oil in this building. I know, as well as you know, that God knows everything. And he knows what you want before you ask. However, he even says in some places that he'll answer you while you're asking. So I know that. Yes, but yet he also tells us to make our request and wants known to him. So don't just say, bless me, Lord, or Lord, you know what I need. I hear that so much. I even get, and and let me, let me touch on this too. I'm sure Pastor Larry gets some of this too, you know. Uh, you guys, uh, online I get, you know, uh, prayer requests and they'll say, well, God knows what I need. You know, or, or I hear people say, well, silent prayer. I don't say anything about silent prayer. And yes, God knows what you need, but I don't. <laughs> so you need to share that with me so I can pray specifically for you. I would know how to pray I could just say, well, Lord, she don't know what she wants, but just bless her anyway. You know, or he. <laughs> it, it's amazing. I mean, I know that God must sit up there sometimes and just get a good cackle out of us sometimes. <laughs> I thank him for his loving and kindness and his patience with us. Because he is so full of love and so full of patience. And he loves us so much. Just like our own children, except even more so. There's really not much comparison there, but... Just as throw that out, um, how much patience we have with our children, and how we look at them sometimes and say, "I can't believe he did that," I can't believe he said that. <laughs> and God, I'm sure think, "I can't believe she said that." Hallelujah. In other words, we need to find scriptures that will back up what we're asking God for, for that is that's that's really vital. It, it's vital in getting our answers to prayer. It's vital that you use God's word to back up what it is you want. God teaches us to make definite requests. He teaches us in Philippians 4, 6, which is our foundational scripture for this teaching, to not fret or to have any anxiety about anything. He says, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, and to amplify like I said before, it says definite request, and with thanksgiving. Continue, and I put that in big letters, continue to make your wants known to God. Hallelujah. Continue. And then he tells us in John 1, uh, 1 John five fourteen in the Amplified Bible, he said, be confident when you ask. Be confident when you ask him. We go before him with boldness and ask in confidence. It reads, and this is the confidence which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will, in agreement with his own plan, that he hears us, that he listens and he hears us. And let me stop here before going into further and inject this one thing. It's very important. Please, please do not make the mistake in thinking that if God heard you, you would know it by how you feel when you pray. That is such, that is such a big mistake. Saints, that is not true. That is not how you know whether or not God has answered your prayers. You know He hears because of what his word tells you and your faith in that word. That's how you know. If you've got faith in that word and you know that he hears you, this is a trick of the devil's to deceive you into thinking that just because you don't feel something, that God must not have heard you. And and the Lord tells us that in Jeremiah 17, 9. He says, you can't trust your heart. You can't trust your feelings. He says, they will lie to you. He said, most, is most deceitful above all things is your heart. In Jeremiah 17, 9, he said, you can't trust your heart. So don't base whether God heard your prayer or not based on how you feel. You know, you say, well, I don't feel like he heard me. Well, do you have faith that he heard you? Did you pray his word? Did you ask in faith, Believing? And if you ask in faith, believing, then he heard you. And he's going to answer you. Hallelujah. So now, so when you do that, when when you base it on your feelings, Satan knows that you're going to start speaking negatively, saints. So don't be deceived. If you're basing your prayer, getting your prayers answered based on your feelings, it's going to give Satan an opportunity to come in and get you to speak opposite of what you're praying for. And when you do that, you cancel your prayers out. They aren't coming. They are not coming. You can just forget it. And so what I do, if, if I get tricked that way and say, and I say something that I shouldn't say, I just say, Lord, I'm sorry I said that. I repent that I said that. I repent. Ask, I ask you, please forgive me. And this, I'm going to pray and I pray again. So I make sure if I feel like what I said canceled out my prayer request, I want to repent of it. And just and tell the Lord I'm sorry because what I did, when I said what I did, I was not honoring God because I was, the words I was speaking were saying that I was not honoring His word and did not have faith in that word. So you need to repent and ask God to forgive you and then ask Him again. And this time, just keep finding all the scriptures you can find to back up what you're asking for and you don't have to ask Him anymore. Just move from asking into thanksgiving. And just continue to thank him now that he heard you. God, I thank you that you heard me. I thank you that you hear me always. I thank you, Lord, that it's on the way. I thank you, Lord. I'm not going to have to fret about that. You told me not to worry about it. I'm not going to worry, Lord. Thank you. I don't have to worry. Just talk to yourself. Talk to the Lord. He hears you. The devil knows the scriptures better than most Christians do. That's sad to say, but it's the truth. He knows that according to James 1, Verse 6, that you must have faith and doubt not in order to receive from God. It says in verse 6 in the God Word translation, it says, When you ask for something, don't have any doubts. A person who has doubts is like a wave that is blown by the wind and tossed by the sea. And verse 7 says, For truly, let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything he asks for from the Lord. Hallelujah. The devil is counting on you. Yes, He's counting on you, saints, to put your trust in your feelings. He's counting on you to do that. But instead of of relying on the Word of God, the Word of God that He knows cannot let you down, He's counting on you to trust your feelings above the Word of God. And so many of us do that. As I said before, this is how the devil gets you to start agreeing with Him, causing you to get into doubt, and then you never get the answer to your prayers. Saints, I get my prayer. I'm praying today that this word that the Lord has given to me will help you to be more successful in your prayer life in 2020. And some of you might wonder, and those online too might wonder, well, why is she preaching on finances on the end of New Year? Well, preach on health, preach on finances. I'm not. I'm preaching on prayer. The prayer covers anything. It covers your finances, your health, or your children, or whatever. So I'm speaking on how to get the, the prayer answered. Another thing I might suggest is when something doesn't happen as soon as you expect it to happen, that you've been asking God for and seeking Him for is to go back. I want you to pay attention now. Is to go back and see if you have done all He asked you to do. Obedience, in other words, being obedient. Did He ask you to do something? I might, you, you might ask yourself, what did I do wrong? You may not have done anything wrong. I'm not implying that you have done anything wrong. I'm just saying you may have done something wrong, but you need to ask. It doesn't hurt to ask. What should I have done, Lord, that you told me to do? Did you tell me to do something, Lord, that I didn't do? Uh, what did I not do that you told me to do, that I not do something you asked me to do? For example, maybe you need to forgive someone. I don't know. Only you and God knows that. But we all know that in order to get our prayers answered we must get be unforgiven we must forgive yes. you know we must love and forgive because it closes up that door you know to heaven there you know and so it could be something like that or it could be something else the answer lies in you and me somewhere saints because it never is never god it's in me or it's in you so it has to be because it can't be god In closing, let me share this with you, and maybe it will help you. I remember back in 1995, shortly after God had called me into the ministry, and at that time, I wanted to do the ministry part time and work another part, another job, work job part time, because I had incurred some debt before I became a Christian, and I wanted to help. I wanted a part time job or something that I could help pay back, uh, help my husband pay off the bills. It was a pretty big bill. It was like about thirty five thousand dollars. And I had incurred most of them in a business that I had because at that time I wasn't a Christian, didn't listen to the Holy Spirit, didn't know the Holy Spirit. But thank God now I am a Christian. I'm a new creature in Christ yeah. filled with the Holy Spirit and like to listen to His voice every day. Amen. So there's so many things that we can have when we have God on our side. If He's for us, yeah. who can be against us? Hallelujah. Not to say that you can't run in, you run it. you can run in trouble as being a Christian. We, you know, we all make don't always make good decisions. I don't care who you are, you know. We hear from God but sometimes we don't always listen. You know, it's that listening that gets us in trouble. But God wanted me to be in the full in the ministry full time. And so I said to the Lord, Lord, this ministry that you're asking me to do is voluntary. And I need at least a part time job. As a matter of fact, for all of you that are here and listening, I'm still voluntary. I started the ministry volunteer. I've never taken a salary. And uh, I have taken some honorarians, but I've never taken salaries. God told me that if I would do as he asked, he would pay everything off for me. And he told me three things he wanted me to do. Three things. This is why I said sometimes ask yourself. When you were praying, did Lord ask you to do something on that? Well, I did two of the three things he told me to do, but because the devil had me in so much fear over the other thing I didn't do it. The enemy can put fear on you and it immobilizes you. You can't move in either direction. You're just filled with fear. So anyway, I didn't do it. So because of it I continued being debt. And I continued to struggle, monthly saints, with this thing just gnawing at me. Every time I'd sit down and write these checks, it just tore me up. Tore me up because I knew it was my fault too. So I felt guilty about that. Then I felt guilty because I couldn't help. So, you know, the enemy would just rip you a new one if you let them. But I was a new Christian too. But I don't know if I had read that scripture yet. Like there is no condemnation for him to send Christ Jesus. Apparently, I had not gotten to that scripture yet. <laughs> but the Lord tells us, there is now, for, there, now there, therefore no condemnation for him that's in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. But I wasn't set free from that at that particular time. You know, we still learn, I'm still learning. I, learn, I'm, I'm study, I study every day. I'm learning every day. I learn something new every day. And I'm sure Pastor Larry and other pastors in here do too. It, it, it's never, you can't stop. You can't stop. Uh, you got to keep on going. So, I becau- so anyway, I kept praying, but nothing happened. So about two years later, it was, I was taken care of. It was all taken care of. God paid everything off just as he promised he would. But shortly after that, I was ministering at the county jail one Sunday morning, and I was witnessing to the inmates about how God had miraculously paid off this debt and how I even had enough left over to buy my husband a new truck because that was part of what I'd asked for, to pay off the bail and have enough to buy Jim a new truck. My husband that's deceased. But right in the middle of my witnessing, the Lord spoke into my spirit. And have you ever had the Lord to do that? Right in the middle, maybe you're witnessing, talking about something, and all of a sudden the Lord says, now wait a minute. <laughs> but as I was giving testimony that morning, the Lord spoke into my spirit and said, if I had had of done all, all, he asked me, in other words, cast all my cares, then I would not have had to suffer those two years. I brought it on myself for lack of obedience. I was not obedient, so therefore I suffered. It was not God's will that I suffer. Yeah. A lot of people think because you're suffering, it's God's will you're suffering. But it's not God's will that you suffer. It's His will that you live life and live it abundantly. That's what Jesus says, yeah. that He came to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. So it's not His will. It was not God's will. We blame God for so many things that He's not guilty of. Anything that has nothing to do with love or anything is He's not guilty yeah. of. If I had done if I had done all he asked me, in other words, cast all my cares, then I would not have had to suffer those two years. That's what he said. Saints, I'm not the only one who has trouble casting their cares on the Lord. We all have that trouble from time to time. Maybe I still do sometimes. I'm not perfect. But we have to cast our cares on the Lord, whatever, that, whatever those cares are, because when you have to cast them on, on the Lord, and then you don't want to go back and take them again you got to leave them at the altar. Leave them there and don't go back and get them. Are you hearing me? You, you have to give him everything. Not just a little bit of it, but everything. You know that even after God paid everything off for me and I had the money in the bank, God had put the money in the bank for me just like he said he would. But because of fear, I still had a hard time being obedient and doing the third thing that he asked me to do. Saints, fear is a crippler, and it's Satan's biggest weapon against us, if we allow it. But you have to know that according to Luke 10, 19, that God has given us the the power and the authority to tread upon the scorpions and the snakes. And in that verse, he says, we have the power over all spirits. Fear is a spirit. It's a spirit. Doubt is 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 a spirit. There's all these spirits, but God says in that verse that He said, Don't be, um, He said, all the spirits are subject to you. He said, But instead of boasting, as Bad Fight already said, instead of boasting the, 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 uh, over the fact that the spirits are subject to you, which says they are subject to you, right? Yes. But boast in the fact that your name's listed in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yes. Yes. That's what it says. Amen. But we do have power and authority over every spirit. And so we can cast that spirit of doubt out. We can say, Spirit, you foul spirit, in the name of Jesus, I cast you out of my mind and out of my body, and I command you to leave now in Jesus' name. You're not welcome here. You're trespassing. Fear, go in Jesus' name. And then start confessing scriptures that will encourage you so you don't you know keep confessing what he said, that he did not give you a spirit of fear but he gave you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. God, thank you that you didn't give me a spirit of fear. You told me not to be fearful. You told me not to fret and be anxious. As a matter of fact, he tells us in Second Timothy 1 7 that he did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power and love and a well-balanced mind, not one of cowardice. It may help you to know that God does not ignore his children and let them worry and fret about what to eat and what to wear. Such worries are for non-Christians according to Matthew 6. These basic needs are met by God when Christians seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Think about that, because that's what he says in Matthew, to seek you first the kingdom of God, and all, not some, but all these things will be added unto you. As a child of God, you have to keep the mindset and attitude that all things are possible with God. And that's what he tells us in Luke 1.37. As a matter of fact, just repeat this after me, All things are possible for him that believes. believes, And I believe. believe. Close your eyes. Now, let's say it again. All things are possible for him that believes and I believe. All things are possible for him that believes and I believe. Hallelujah. Get that into your spirit. All things are possible for him that believes and I believe. Let the Lord be magnified, who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Hallelujah. I so pray, saints, that you're beginning to understand that as believers, you have a part that you must also do if you won't help with your situations. We have to be obedient to God's word and follow his instructions. His manual, his manual, which is the Holy Bible, is the word of God. That's his manual. If you want to get an answer to your prayers or get deliverance, you have to do as His Word teaches you and cast your cares and your anxieties on Him and not take them back again. You cannot continue to take them back and expect God to help you. Saints, I want you today to keep on making those prayer requests, known, You're making your prayer requests known to God and back your prayer requests up with His Word and then you're going to see just how quickly He answers them. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father, I just thank you so much for this word today. I thank you, Lord, that I believe it's a timely word. And I believe, Lord, that so many of my brothers and sisters and your children are suffering needlessly. You said, God, that we are suffering for lack of knowledge. And so, Lord, I pray today with the word that you give me to speak. Gave them a little bit more knowledge on some of the things and maybe give them some insight. You said, Lord, the entrance of thy word brings light. So I pray today, Lord, as I spoke the word, that it brought light into whatever area that you need, that they need light to be shone into, Lord. And I just thank you, Father. I just thank you for the word. I just thank you that you are the word, Lord. And I just, we just cannot give you enough glory. We cannot give you enough praise. But God, I think that this year in 2020 will be a double blessing, not because it's a double digit, but because we serve such an awesome God, a father that don't want us to like and do without, but we serve a God that wants us to have plenty of whatever it is we need, Lord, and to serve you. So I pray, Lord, that all those here today and all those listening online will be blessed immensely in this coming up year, I speak blessings over each and every one of them, Lord. I pray blessings over them. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, this morning as I was speaking and as you were walking down the aisles and through the seats and touching each and every one of them, Lord, and blessing them and making your presence known to them, Lord. And I pray that you will just continue to love on them and just continue to bless them, that they will be aware of your presence and know how much you love them and that you are listening. You're always listening, always listening, and yet you're always answering. And Father, again, we give you all the praise and all the glory. For us in Jesus' name I pray and thank you. Amen.